Have you ever felt like you can't catch a break in life? That you end up in these situations, it almost feels like you are in the ocean and these waves keep crashing in and you keep trying to find your footing. And yet, wave after wave, you think you've got it and then another wave, something else happens in life. Another situation arises, another barrier, another moment that requires a response and you are exhausted. Today, we are going to be exploring this thing about situations when they feel like berries, when it feels like the waves keep crashing over us, right? When I started this series, I used the image of a brick wall, that sometimes our barriers that we create ourselves feel like brick walls. And then there are times where the situations at hand in life just kind of keep washing and coming over us and knocking us over. And all we want to do is come up for a breath. We want to stand up. We want a chance. We want to just have a moment of rest, a moment of peace. And yet another wave comes. So as we try to figure out, okay, how can I respond? How can I flourish when? How can I win? I don't seem to be able to find my footing. We are going to look at the prophet Elijah and the prophet Elijah, he is considered one of the great prophets in Judaism. He is, takes up a considerable section of the Hebrew scriptures of prophet-wise and of the things that he does, the places he goes, the people he interacts with, the things that he says. No book was written by him, but there is much to be had of reading about him in 1 Kings. And Elijah, he's kind of an interesting character. And where we're going to start reading about him today, he has really just appeared into the story. Into the story of there are kings and there are moments where things seem to be falling apart. When we get to where he is today in the scripture, it is a drought. And, of course, the area of Israel, of ancient Israel, of ancient Judah... That's all arid land, right? That is today modern-day Israel, Palestine, Lebanon, Jordan. Like It's kind of all in that area. And we know that area as being arid. Droughts are very real. They can be very severe. And so the whole country, all the people are in a drought. So we've got our wave, right? We've got our situation that's impacting every single person. Kind of like we've had the pandemic impacting all of us. And then we have all these other things, right? We have all these personal, relational things going on on top of what's covering all of us, the situation that we didn't ask for. And so Elijah is in this moment of a massive drought. And here people, people can die. This is life and death. Life is most certainly in the balance. And here we find how he begins to engage in the situations, how he begins to respond, how he begins to rely upon direction from God. And that really needs to be, I think, said at this moment of saying when we're like paying attention to God, when we're paying attention to being guided by God, when we're paying attention to where God is guiding us in relationships and with others, things can change. The situation 
can change in ways that maybe we never even expected. Like we get a new way forward. We have a new perspective. And so here, Elijah gives us a sense of how this begins to unfold. So beginning in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 through 12, the Lord's word came to Elijah. Get up and go to Zebetheth near Sidon and stay there. I have ordered a widow there to take care of you. Elijah left and went to Zarephath. As he came to the town gate, he saw a widow collecting sticks. He called out to her, please get a little water for me in this cup so I can drink. She went to get some water. He then said to her, please get me a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any food, only a handful of flour in a jar and a bit of oil in a bottle. Look at me. I'm collecting two sticks so that I can make some food for myself and my son. We'll eat the last of the food and then die. All right. Elijah's in a situation. He's living through the drought. He needs a drink of water, right? Water, life and death right there, life in the balance. And he shows up and he asks this woman, he sees this woman and says, can I have a drink of water? And she is able in the middle of a drought to give him water. And it's really important to understand that this act of hospitality, right? This, this moment of her going, okay, I see you're thirsty and I can meet you there. But then he asks for something else. He asks for a bit of bread and she's like, I can't, I don't, I don't have any. Like we're starving to death. What little we have is about to be gone and our lives are in peril. Situation, right? The situation is difficult, but what's important to note here about this particular situation is this is the, the woman's situation and Elijah comes into it. Elijah has been guided by God. God says, hey, Elijah, I think you need to go over here. Elijah is listening to where God is guiding. Elijah shows up expresses his needs, the woman expresses hers. And so in this moment, they get a connection. They get a connection of understanding that each other, they're both suffering. They're both in pain. They both are facing a situation that seems insurmountable, that seems like it is not going to go well, that they are on a trajectory. Their focus is on what has gone wrong. They are struggling to get their footing. That wave is crashing over. But now they are not alone. They are not alone in that. And this really needs to hit on us some, right? It needs to kind of begin to work on our core. Because so often we live currently in a society where it's like all about individual. It's all about being out for ourselves. It's all about, it doesn't really matter about anybody else. I've got it. If I can provide for myself, nobody else matters. If I can figure this out, nobody else matters. And here, it's like, no, actually, we are so deeply connected in our humanity. We are so deeply connected. We need one another to get through situations. And Elijah and this woman are, are complete strangers. And yet, God is saying, wait a minute, you're connected. You're connected through this moment. Continuing on in verses 13 through 16. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go and do what you said, only make a little loaf of bread for me first. Then bring it to me. 
You can make something for yourself and your son after that. This is what Israel's God, the Lord, says. The jar of flour won't decrease and the bottle of oil won't run out until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. The widow went and did what Elijah said. So the widow, Elijah, and the widow's household ate for many days. The jar of flour didn't decrease, nor did the bottle of oil run out, just as the Lord spoke through Elijah. Now imagine this woman, she probably thinks Elijah's a little weird. She doesn't know who he is. He's not the great prophet yet. He's asked for a little bit of bread. She has replied, I really don't have any. Like, we're, we're about to starve to death. And he says, okay, here's a way to look at this. Here's a way to move forward in this moment. We are in this together. When he says, no, 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 go make this for me and then make for yourself. He is saying, no, 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 we are connected. We are in this situation absolutely together. And we are going to figure out a way forward that we have not found yet, that has not been tried. And so they do. So Elijah's presence there, Elijah's presence gives a new direction. And so for ourselves, as we find ourselves in particular situations, as maybe we're struggling, as those barriers keep popping up, who keeps coming along that, you know what, we need to pay attention to. We need to have a conversation with. We need to understand that connection because all of us at some point are going to find ourselves in situations that feel like waves constantly crashing over us. And the way to get through, the way forward, the way that we figure this out is together, not separated, but together, connected. Connected in a way that speaks to the connection of God. The connecting here. God has connected Elijah and this woman. God has connected all of us. We are all connected because we are created in love by, by God. We are created in love by God for peace and joy. And so to begin to get down into that deep connection, to begin to go, wait a minute, how is this facilitated? How does this look like? Who do I need to be talking to? Where do I need to be going? What do I need to be saying? What do I need to be listening for in life? That maybe it may be the answer. It may be the way forward. It may be the guide we need to get through the situation we find ourselves facing. Continuing on, verses 17 through 18. Right? Things seem to have gotten a little better. They've seemed to get a little bit of footing. And then, after these things, the son of the widow, who was the matriarch of the household, became ill. His sickness got steadily worse until he wasn't breathing anymore. She said to Elijah, what's going wrong between us, man of God? Have you come to me to call attention to my sin and kill my son? The wave, right? Elijah was with her. They seemed to be getting some footing, seemed to be finding a way forward in their situation, both of them together. And here, another wave comes right on over. And in this moment, she is so stricken. She is suffering. And we can to it, totally legitimate, right? She not only thought that she and her son were already going to die and that they were things 
Things were not good. Then there was this upswing, right? There was this moment of, wait a minute, there is a way forward in this. And now her son gets ill and it seems like he is going to die. And she is at her wit's end. She's like, what in the world? And in this moment, she does something very interesting. She assumes the worst. She assumes the worst in herself. In what sin has caused this? What imperfections of mine have caused this? She assumes the worst in others. Elijah, hey, did you bring this to me? And she assumes the worst of God. She says to him, no, like, like God must be doing this. And so often, right? So often in our worst moments, when we are feeling our very worst, we immediately assume the worst of ourselves, others, and God. And so in this moment of her being so stricken in pain, she is suffering at the thought of losing her child, that she lashes out. It's a very raw and real moment. It is a moment of complete reality, authenticity. Maybe we can even feel that building of just how bad we have found ourselves at different times in our life going, I cannot believe this is happening. How is this situation? Are we serious? What have I done? We assume the worst in ourselves, others, and God when we are feeling at our worst. We look so often to blame someone when really it's just the situation at hand. She lives in the ancient world where a, a scratch, a scratch could mean life and death, where drinking the water was easily life and death, where they may not even understand that the flea bite might cause death, right? They live in a very precarious time and it's not because of someone else or herself or because of God, but instead it is just the situation at hand and it is not good. And she is struggling for finding some footing. She is honest about, it's like I'm kind of giving up. And Elijah responds. Verses 19 through 22. Elijah replied, give your son to me. He took her son from her and carried him to the upper room where he was staying. Elijah laid him on his bed. Elijah cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, why is it that you have brought such evil upon the widow that I am staying with by killing her son? Then he stretched himself over the boy three times and cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, please give this boy's life back to him. The Lord listened to Elijah's voice and gave the boy his life back. And he lived. Elijah doesn't step away. He doesn't go, ooh, that's really bad for you, but I'm going to go over here now. No, Elijah's like, let's see what I can do. Let me see how I can respond. And that's something really important for us to remember. We have all been given abilities by God to respond to the needs of those around us. We have all been given abilities to use that are connected to God's love, to connected to living into that peace and joy. And here, Elijah, even though Elijah is stricken by the situation, even though Elijah is pained by the situation, he sees the woman is pain. The woman is blaming everybody. 
The woman is feeling at her worst and assuming the worst. And even Elijah kind of buys into that with saying, God, why are you doing this? But he goes on to say something more. He performs this ritual over the child or over the boy or over the man. We just know it's the son. And this ritual is actually a well-known ritual in the ancient world. It was one that would happen when they didn't know what was going on, that someone fell ill, this ritual would be performed, and sometimes the person would get better. Think of it today in modern terms like this. If someone, if someone passes out, if someone falls, how often do we immediately go to CPR, right? We, we know about CPR. We know that it works. It, we know that CPR saves people's lives. We have people who are trained in that. We have people who are ready and willing to respond. They have been given an ability and they have said, I will learn what I need to to respond to help others. And so Elijah is using just an ancient practice of trying to do what he can in this moment. And as he is using his ability, as he is trying to do what he knows to do, the other thing is he cries out to God for help. He cries out to God and says, help with this life. Give life. Respond with life. A connection, right? a connection that our life is connected to God. And maybe we don't always know what all that means, and maybe sometimes we struggle with it. And maybe sometimes we struggle with it when we're assuming the worst. But here, Elijah is inviting God back into the space. Not that God ever left it, but it's an acknowledgement of saying, wait a minute, God, we need some life here. I need to know how to give life. I need to be this conduit of life giving to other people. And so when we're thinking of, of our own lives, when we're thinking about how we're maneuvering through, how often are we praying? How often are we looking to God and saying, wait a minute, how can I give life to this situation? How can I renew and energize? How can I rejuvenate? How can I build up? How can I encourage? How can I be part of a way forward through this situation instead of staying focused on everything's falling apart? We're at our worst. The wave is going to take us. There is no more. Here Elijah is like, okay, I'm going to try. I'm going to at least try to respond. I'm going to try to build up. I'm going to try to see beyond what we think of as the worst, of thinking the worst of everyone around, of thinking the worst of the situation. It's not a good situation. But here... Elijah is refocusing on life. He is changing, shifting, maneuvering. And so for ourselves, when we're thinking about that, when we're thinking about how we deal with situations, how we come alongside others, how often are we kind of like shifting that focus of saying, okay, it's really not good. It's really bad. But now we've got to focus upon where's the life? Where is God guiding? What's the way forward? How are we building up encouraging instead of just decimating everything, of staying in that conversation of it's all falling apart. What's the point? Finishing up in verses 23 through 24, 
Elijah brought the boy down from the upper room of the house and gave him to his mother. Elijah said, look, your son is alive. Now I know that you really are a man of God, the woman said to Elijah, and that the Lord's word is truly in your mouth. Up to this point, the woman's not sure. She knows Elijah's in this situation with her and that he is trying to the best of his ability. And because he tries, and because he figures out a way forward, and because there is a way forward in this, there's always a way, a way connected to God, the woman goes, wait a minute, this really is, there is something deeper here. This connection runs between all of us. We didn't know each other a few days ago, and all of a sudden, our lives, we realize, are interconnected. Life vibrates between each of us, whether we know each other or not. And so when we begin to look for that connection, when we begin to go, all right, God, where is that connection? Help me to understand that connection between myself and others, that it begins to take on new shape, new form, and looking forward in ways that maybe we never thought possible in situations. When we commit ourselves to being an encouragement, when we commit ourselves to love, when we commit ourselves to joy and peace, what begins to change in our relationships? What begins to change in the people we interact with? How do those things begin to change? What people come into our lives to guide, to walk alongside? And it's important to note, Elijah does amazing things here. He does things that he has been given abilities to do. But the woman is alongside him in his struggles as well. When he asked for that bread, right? It's a sense of there's a mutuality, a sense of how are we going this road together? How are we connected in ways that can build one another up instead of tear each other down? This story about facing situations is recognizing that we cannot go it alone. That we need people around us that are willing to dig in and to look and to guide and to, and to listen and to try to understand where, how that connection is working with God, how that connection is working amongst each other, how we are each searching and trying to better understand every single day the abilities God has given us to build one another up, to encourage one another. And so how will we be challenged today by this story of Elijah? How will we be challenged in the connections we've made with others? How will we be challenged to be guided, to know, to listen, right? For as the wave crashes, who are we reaching for? How will we find our footing and how are we helping others find their footing? How will we be present in ways that are all about that love, are all about possibility, are all about, let's understand this connection even more. How will we be challenged by this story today? Amen.